Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Opening Line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. We are back in the lair, still in Riverwoods, Illinois. Um, it's been good to be back. I feel like I've been here for two freaking months. I know I have been. Um, we are in the midst of watching an Indiana-Purdue game. Purdue has been slighting us all year, although Indiana has also been on the other end of a, non, a non-scoring, non-threat kind of team that we bet on for I have no idea reason. But Wits, we're here. A day later than the start of the Sony Open, it's good that you're, you're hearing from us today because you didn't want to hear from us last night. <laughs> None of our first-round picks or first-round leaders are remotely close. And Peter Malinati, for the third time this year, eh, it's not even a calendar year anymore, for the third time in the last six months has played spoiler for the Sobel Express, which is Wits, Roz, and Jared Rubin. Wits, how you doing, by the way? After I'm, such a tough day. I'm frustrated. We had a tough day in golf, watching Indiana getting their butts kicked, so it's... Uh, Holy moly, yeah. <laughs> it's It's been a little rough here, but you know we're going to talk a little bit about the Sony Open, um, what we got coming up in the next few days. I think we still, we still got some winners who are alive, but yeah, the, the, fir- the first round leader picks, it, it was good we're a day late, because it was... Uh, a lot left to be desired with the picks that we had out there today. It's hard to, and unfortunately, since we're on DraftKings, they still haven't taken them away from uh, from the open fo- like on my open tabs. So I still have to look at all my losers still on the board. Um, but we do have winners left. I know they're active currently. Looks like Joaquin Neiman. We're also got golf on. It looks like he's catching up to Peter Malinati, Smiley Pete, Pete the. The tweets, whatever you want to call him. There's no pool for him and his kids to swim in this weekend, so looks like he's <laughs> going to try to try to hold on to this lead. Um, what what's your takeaway after today? This course, I honestly can't get a feel for, um, and it looks like scores are all even except for maybe a scattering of ten players who are shooting out of their minds. Yeah, I mean we got a few guys near near the top. Um, you know, Peter Malnati, like you mentioned, had a great round. We got a bunch of guys at six. Uh, it seems like a bunch of guys six, five, four, three. Um, so it looks like the cut is going to be somewhere. I would say probably around two. You know, may, maybe three. We'll see what happens here. But you know, I, I know a couple guys that we were looking at. Um, my favorite play of the tournament. He finished one over today. Was Zach Johnson. Uh, Tipped off, I think at around 40, 45 to 1 to win. I like him as a win in a top 10 play. Uh, he started off hot today. It was 2 under through 8, and then a, a few bogeys later, we, we ended up 1 over. That, that's the one guy that I'm looking at. Well, I 
think you've heard plenty about uh, our fantasy football league, but let's tell you where we go to try to make our money elsewhere. This is my favorite place to go, and that is betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you know that my Packer love is an all-time high, even coming off of the loss. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Um, I got to tell you, we've been there often. We're at their tables playing casino games as well as making our bets. Um, one of the best betting li- websites on the internet. From game spreads and totals to team players and coach coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Again, you can find Wits and I there. We are the old men who will never leave the table. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book, sports book experts. Woo woo! And you know, we'll try to keep you, keep you guys updated on Twitter what we're thinking through the rest of the rounds. But yeah, hot start by Malnati again. Just just can't escape Smiley Pete. We can't escape Smiley Pete and. Um, Unfortunately, I do have to look to the winners. I'm fortunate enough to have put Takumi Kanyana, Kanaya, I'm going to say that wrong every time, on my winners tab instead of my first round leaders where I thought I originally had put him. Um, he's $6 to win 1000 Go out there, I'm sure his odds are still similar. Charles Howell the third was a guy I liked for first round leader and also top 10. The guy makes money on this tour, doesn't necessarily win these things, but he's constantly making the money. Um, and then we have Abe Answer and Webb Simpsons coming off of my tab here. Um, this is a course built for the Irons, and that's who I'm feeling confident about. I think we're going to see Smiley Pete fall off. We've seen him do it multiple times. I know uh, he's the one who got beat by Sergio this year for us, right? Yeah, that was, back in Sanderson Farm. Yeah. It was a yeah, really nice tournament. So that was a big one. We're hoping to see that again. Um, Lord, it is. I'm, I'm just going to keep looking at my phone because every time I look up, we're having problems with Indiana and Purdue. doesn't look like this parlay is going to hit tonight. Um, pray for us while you listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those are kind of mine. I know Cameron Smith won this tournament last year. He was sitting at 300 last time I checked. Are you Anybody you're adding on right now or you still need the night? Usually, usually Wits comes in with his picks later in the evening. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see how the rest of the round finishes up. Um, another guy I was looking at pre-tournament was Adam Scott, 35-1. Uh, to 1. I think there was a lot of value in him. Um, he finished one under for the round, so he yeah, didn't play great, but I think he still got a good chance to make the cut. Um, talked about Zach Johnson and then Wesley Bryan, I think, is an interesting top 20 play. You know, he was 10-1 to 1 before the tournament, so you know, we'll see what happens here tomorrow. It's, it's weird that we've got a cut back. We didn't have a cut last week. Um, we're still in Hawaii, though, so all is well. Koprak and, is uh, now second. Yeah, That's Jason a Koprak. former a former Sobel play. He's playing at second place right now. We'll have to see where that goes. Roz has been known to throw money on Koprak like it's uh, his own child. Um, <laughs> I think... I think that's what we got for golf this week since we were a day late and clearly a couple dollars short. Um, but before we go into football, there's a lot of like news, I think, which we don't typically do. We're sticking usually to gambling, but we bring up the hot topic news. There's some hot news the last couple of days. And it's not just the Harden news. I mean, I think Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville is as shocking to me as the, as the Harden stuff, especially with the... Texas, USC potential down the line. 
Um, even Michigan. I feel like that would be one of the funniest slap in the faces to Jim Harbaugh if they brought in Urban Meyer. Um, but he's going to Jacksonville, and I guess let's just start there. I they they get Trevor Lawrence, they win that sweepstakes, and you pair him with Urban Meyer, both of them on the field at the same time during Trevor Lawrence's career at uh, Clemson, just on opposite ends. Um, do you think at all that my thought behind this for Urban was, wow, I'm gonna get Trevor Lawrence. This looks like the right job for me, and I know my name's big enough to at least throw my name in the ring for Jacksonville's job. Yeah, I mean, looking at Urban Meyer, he, it seems like he's been on the sidelines for a long time. So my thought is, if he's coming out of retirement for this type of opportunity, he's he, he's fully into it, and I'm I'm excited to see him on the NFL level here. I mean, he's he had so much success at you know Utah first with Alex Smith, the undefeated season, won a couple national championships at Florida, um, you know, one at Ohio State. He's, he's really been a winner every single place that he's gone to. So I'm I'm interested to see here what the future holds for the Jags because they were, you know, a few years ago they were pretty close, got to the AFC Championship game, uh, blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, and now they're, you know, they've got the number one pick for a reason. They've been pretty brutal. But I, I'm kind of excited for it, Roz. I know it's he hasn't really been around the pros that much, but I think this could be interesting with him and Loris here. Yeah, I... Uh... I think it's going to be interesting. My the thought though I had I was because I was like oh wow this pairing makes so much sense. Jacksonville should be so excited. It still is only a rookie quarterback in a very fast paced league and a new coach to the NFL. It's not like everything else on Jacksonville got better. That defense, it, which like you said at one point was part of the factor why they were in the AFC Championship game. Not so much intact anymore like it was. Their offense, maybe they found something in James Robinson. That's always interesting to me. Running backs have such the potential to bounce up and down in terms of their talent level. Um, it could have been one good year, and that might be the end of James Robinson. It might be a trend for the next five years that he's a capable running back in this league. And then the receiving core, young, there is potential there. Again, it's just very young. It's a very new team, and I think this being a new experience for Urban Meyer, we'll see how it goes. I think he's got it, just like I think college coaches need their time. I think he's going to be have, have to be given a couple of seasons, and the panic button should not be pressed at any point during this season and potentially the season after. That's just my thought. Yeah, that, that's my thought too. I mean, I don't think you can't have any guy come into this type of situation and expect success right away, but I guess what you're looking for, you know, first, are they playing better than they, than they did last year because they were the worst team in the league this year uh, after beating the Colts week one and knocking a ton of people out of Survivor, but... We'll see what happens. It's just it's an interesting pairing, right? And getting to be the coach of a team that has the number one pick, it's I don't know. I'm kind of excited for it because I don't see, yeah, because you know I just don't see any of the people or any of the teams in the NFC South, you know, really running away or excuse me, the AFC South really running away with this thing in the future. I mean, looking at the Colts playoff team, they were they were pretty good, but Philip Rivers I think is on his way out, and I don't know where they go from there. The Texans, who knows what's going on with them. And then, you know, looking at the Jags, I think they, they've got a real opportunity. And I'm, I'm blanking on the fourth team in the AFC South. Titans. Titans, okay. Titans are pretty good, but not not a team that I'm going to be scared of, you know, for the next however many years. And 
you know, Trevor Lawrence. I, I think it's going to be exciting. I think that, that division is always an open division. I think it's a hard one to bet when they play one another. Um, and you're right, just Trevor Lawrence, it's sooner than later, become the best quarterback in that division. You know, like Tannehill has definitely revitalized his career, but is he elite? Is he a top quarterback? How long does he have left there? And I think he's going to be he's going to be a mainstay potentially for the beginning of Trevor Lawrence's career. Then, like you said, in Indianapolis, you don't know. Could be Brissett, who could tank, could be good, might have been saving him up for that. Um, and then now I'm forgetting the other team. And Deshaun Watson, is he going to be? And is Deshaun Watson going to be there? <laughs> This might become the division of Trevor Lawrence here shortly and Urban Meyer, so good place for him to come into. Curious to see how it goes. we got to flip the other side of the coin to a league that I'm disappointed with, a league that I thought I was going to take a break from, break from but we're, uh, they're on the parlay tab tonight, um, the NBA. And the NBA is disappointing. There's really no point to the regular season. You don't know when they're coming to play each night. You don't know who's playing each night. Um, it's not the 80s or 90s anymore where every game mattered, it felt like. Um, and the biggest trade probably of the decade happened yesterday. James Harden is going to the Brooklyn Nets. And you mean Rick Ross? Rick Ross. Um, dude, he is thick right now. Like, and it's not, like, I don't think his level of play is that great right now. They're, they're talking about him averaging 36 points a game. Like, his last... Five games, I don't think he broke 20 points. So this guy has got to get himself into shape for sure. Um, Kyrie's got to stop hiding, which he most definitely is doing. Um, and KD, who I do think is a drama drama queen, is at least the guy who goes out on the court and plays. And he keeps surrounding himself in these situations that don't help one his legacy or career. There's a lot to break down of this trade, in my opinion. <laughs> like I don't think it's going to work. There's still part of me that thinks 50-50. They all three play on the court together. I mean, there's a good chance. Kyrie, who said this morning he's willing to sell out the rest of the season, doesn't ever suit up for the Nets again, who can forfeit his contract if he continues to step away for quote-unquote personal reasons. It's a, it's a mess. What, what, you could, what looks like the best making of a big three is kind of the biggest mess we've seen. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, as I sit here tonight, I don't know if, Kyrie Irving, if they're ever going to all three play no. at the same time. Because I don't think so. I, I don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving, but, I mean, he hasn't been there in a long, a long enough time to know that there's a problem. I don't know what that problem is, but it's it's a weird situation. And Stephen A. Smith called for, called for him to retire today. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going to happen here, but... Where, you know, where does I, I think Stephen A. Smith said it like, and again, there's rights and wrongs of listening to Stephen A. Uh, he said an interesting thing. He's like, he is contributing the same amount to the Nets that Kyrie's doing. Like, he's no, they're both not on the court right now. And honestly, Stephen A. shows up and does his job every day, and he loves it. And it doesn't seem like Kyrie prioritizes basketball or loves it. And it's disappointing when somebody that skilled at something. Just doesn't care for it. And honestly, it's only disappointing because he leaves the door open like he's going to come back and be part of this mega team. If you really aren't enjoying it and you are the superstar, you don't have to stay, right? If you really don't love basketball anymore and it's not your priority, you could step away. But to leave, to like do this to your teammates, your coach, your organization, the fans for sure in Brooklyn, it's not okay. 
It's, yeah. So, like, there's a lot going on. He's kind of... I, I made a joke in the text. Kyrie, Antonio Brown Irving is what it seems like right now. But, like, the difference with Antonio Brown and Kyrie Irving is Antonio Brown's trying to land somewhere. Kyrie Irving keeps going places and wanting to leave after being, not even playing full seasons with them. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know either. And, like, obviously I don't know what's going on with him, but, you know, playing basketball, well, I'm sure a lot of the NBA guys love it. Like, it's their passion. It's also his job, right? He's, you know, under contract. Like, it's not... It's not like you and me get to decide when we can go in and out of work. And I'm not, I'm not comparing no. our jobs at all, but that's kind of what it's like, you know, to step away unexcused and not really have any reason for your coaches, teammates, fans. It, it just, it, first of all, it makes me think that I hope the Nets don't win because I'm not a big fan of no, any of those three guys. But it's it, it just really makes you scratch your head because obviously I don't know what's going on with him, but the fact that there's there's been, like, no communication What's what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know either, and I think it's the blatant disrespect to Coach Nash. Like Steve Nash is one of the premier point guards in NBA history, and never won a title. And I think it's unfair that like Kyrie Irving is stepping in and taking the potential for him to win a title as a coach away. I mean, who knows? Maybe Harden and Durant will be better for this team. And I'm laughing because this Indiana team is so hard to watch. It is ridiculous. They could use a fat James Harden right about now. <laughs> um, they absolutely could. I'm about to lose my mind watching this team. I know. This is <laughs> try doing a podcast when you have a minus four on Indiana. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal is there. Nash should be respected and listened to. I think he's a, going to be a good coach. He now has to corral three assholes, as we phrase it. Um, Kyrie, more drama than God. Um, James Harden not caring about his physical shape or really the game or his teammates back in Houston. I mean, this guy's coming in, like you said, the weight of Rick Ross on him. And uh, I, I don't know, they, they just aren't championship winners to me. And, I, like, I know Katie has his rings, and I know he needed three other All-Stars to do it the first time. Why not bring two more superstars with him to try to do it a third time? Um, but Katie to me, is the only, like, one on the court I will hopefully have respect for at some point, um, but hopefully he's the one that like corrals his team. Like That's what I think his role should be. Yeah, and I mean, I think you look at what Houston got out of the trade, and I think it was a great trade for them. I mean, four first-round picks, four protected pick swaps. Um, Oladipo goes over to Houston. You know, that, that team might make the playoffs. Not that they're going to make any noise, but a few years from now, Houston Rockets, I mean, that they, they've got a lot of picks and a lot of things coming for the future. And I, I think they made a good decision getting rid of James Harden because they weren't winning with him there. And no matter what he said about it, you know, it's not working out, that's fine. You know, we can move on and build for the future because, I, you know, I personally don't think James Harden is a winner. And, you know, I think they made the right decision here. Yeah, we'll have to see um, the LeBron James parodies and stuff that are coming out are so interesting. And that's actually another point. If LeBron James goes up against a Harden, KD, Irving team, which I agree with everybody in sports saying if it's a finals or bust for this Nets team at this point, if he goes up and wins that championship, that's another one. Another thing for that should go on LeBron's resume. The teams LeBron has to beat in his career to win finals are the most ridiculous teams I've ever seen in my life. I don't care. MJ could have done eight in a row. That's fine. 
MJ did not go up against these caliber teams in an NBA final. And it was just a different league back then. But dear God. I, yeah. That's all I have to say. If LeBron at 36, who's probably like, oh, give me four more years to wind down my career. Let me get a couple more championships against regular teams. He's just got to be like, Lord, why another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also had Anthony Davis to work with, so I don't, I don't think he's quite all on his own, but... It'll be interesting in that, you know, this Nets team, they, they have essentially sold out for the next two years, um, or they're going to be right back near the bottom of the barrel, which they're, they're used to being. So we'll see what happens here, but I think that's that's enough talking about basketball in the NBA as Indiana continues to upset me, if you can't tell. but uh, I just don't get it. Yeah, let's go to a sport that made us rich last weekend and makes us happy, <laughs> and that is the NFL. Uh it's a big day Saturday. It's a big... Very big day. Very big day Saturday. If you listen to this show, you know for sure it's a big day Saturday. For the first time in five years, the Green Bay Packers will be playing host to a playoff game on my birthday. Five years ago to the day, and fucking Larry Fitzgerald had one of the most <laughs> ridiculous finishes in a game ever to beat my Packers, leading to one of the drunkest evenings of my life on my 21st birthday. Um... But it's time. Six and a half point favorites. They're got the MVP on their team. I think it is. Uh, it's gonna be a storm. A storm on Normandy. I think we're gonna win this one easily. <laughs> you sound so confident. I'm. I'm ready. Cause Jesus, <laughs> the fact that Indiana is not winning this game with all these free throw misses. Jeez Louise, get the M one. All right. Anyways. As you can tell, this game is really stressing us out. But the Packers... <laughs> Don't the, watch a game while you're podcasting. No. The Packers will not be stressing me out as they will be the first winner of the divisional round. But before we get into that, last weekend, great games, I think, across the board. Oh, Tyler yeah. Henneke gave us one of the best efforts I've ever seen out of a quarterback in the NFL. He got a great game between the Tennessee Titans and the Bills, to our dismay. Really not sure how the Bills mm-hmm. led up. Indianapolis Colts and the Bills. Oh, did I mess that one up? Yeah, it's said Titans Bills. What? You know who else did that? ESPN messed that up. Really? This week with the like, yeah, they did. They messed up the games, and I think I'm reading that. Anyways, Colts and Bills. Colts and Bills. Bills should not have led up that 14 point fourth quarter. Really crushed our hopes and dreams. Um, and then the the only bad game was the Saints Bears, and that was just God. to be expected. The Bears were the seventh team allowed in the playoffs. I don't think they should have been allowed in in the league after that performance, but uh, we'll see where that goes from there. Um, I'm trying to think of the other the other game was the Ravens, who finally Lamar gets his first win. Yeah, that, Big that congratulations was a, there. Yeah, that was a, a great game, and I think our, our best bet of the weekend, and it was kind of <laughs> tough at the start. I don't start. know if it was our best bet, or we just for some reason put up the most money we had on oh, that game. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, tough start getting down 10 nothing, but um, Lamar, that 45-yard touchdown run, Look back, I think might might be the, the one of the better plays I've ever seen by a quarterback. They end up winning twenty thirteen. Awesome game, and they get a a nice matchup this week versus the Bills. I think that is the the game that I'm most excited to watch. We got two great young quarterbacks. Lamar getting his first playoff win, um, so that was awesome. And like you mentioned, Taylor Heineke, uh, what what a game against the Bucks. You know they they ended up covering by a half a point, uh, but it was a really special effort by him. The Rams, 
thought played fantastic. You know, and Jared Goff had had to come in off the bench after John Wolford uh, got just scrunched on a hit. They end up kicking Seattle's butt, and I don't know about the future of the Seahawks, but it's not very bright right now in my eyes. And then we had the absolute ass-kicking on Sunday night, Roz, between the Browns and the Steelers. This game was 28 to nothing in the blink of an eye, and Pittsburgh gets trounced. 48-37, they came back a little bit, but it was not that close. And the Browns move on. Baker Mayfield, they're 10-point dogs against Kansas City this week. So I guess we can kind of start there, Roz. What are your thoughts on Browns, Chiefs? Um, which way are you leaning right now? Um, I did, so with DraftKings was boost, I took the Chiefs money line and a four-team parlay boost. I, I'm picking the Chiefs to win regardless. I think I've also, I'm, I haven't yet teased them down to four. Ten's a lot of points, right? I, uh, I'd like to see where this keeps going. If it keeps growing, there's a lot of me, just like last week when the Browns spread kept separating a little bit. Might throw a little on the Browns, you know? Might get a little get a little shifty, get a little shysty. I think that'd be one of the greatest sports stories of all time if we could get the Browns to beat the Chiefs, defending champs. I think that would be insane. Um, but at the point, th- at this point in time, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I just don't know what Chiefs I'm going to get. We've been betting on the Chiefs all year long, not really spread covers, and haven't been blowing teams out like the media has portrayed it. Um, so I'm, that's where I'm standing currently on that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning the Chiefs here. You know, I think Baker Mayfield played really well last week and um, performed well under pressure, which was something that he really didn't do this year, especially against the Steelers. But I do like Patrick Mahomes. I think there's just so many weapons over there, and especially um, the haven't. Wow. Okay, and got... Siri, that's our special guest. We were going to save that for the end of the show. Siri's here from Apple, and she's letting you know how that Browns game went last week. Yeah, you got to watch what you say around the Apple Watcher. It starts talking to you. Um, but yeah, Raz, I lean the Chiefs here. I know 10 is a lot of points, but I think if this game starts getting out of hand, I think it's gonna. I think it's going to happen sometime around the third quarter. Um, so I like the Chiefs. And then let's move on. Uh, you talked a little bit about Rams-Packers from a betting perspective, six and a half. Uh, what do you think about the line there? Rams-Packers... Uh... Take the spread. I wouldn't go the other way. Obviously, between the Sobel Express group, we have teased the Packers down to one in most of our teaser parlays. Um, also have the Packers money line. I'm looking into the. I'm looking into the teasing again of the spread and the over. I actually also almost like. There's part of me that's compelled. If I get a couple wins this week, headed into the weekend, feeling hot, I'm pretty compelled to take. The spread straight up and the over straight up. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to expose his team. I think the issue I have with the over is, is the Packers' defense going to be able to choke up enough on the fourth quarter to let Jared Goff find a way to score? I don't think the Packers are going to have a 45-point afternoon. I think this is going to be a 38-14 to game. Um, so I think the spread's safe in hand, still working on the over-under. Yeah, I like the Packers in a lot of my teaser plays for the weekend. You know, the, the Rams are tough. It, you, you don't really know what you're going to get on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, looking at Jared Goff, a lot of credit to him for coming into that game, you know, just a couple weeks after thumb surgery, playing well enough to get that victory. But, you know, I don't know about the seven or the six and a half, wherever, whatever line you're looking at, but I do like the Packers to win, so I, I love teasing them down. And on that same note, uh, team, two teams that I like teasing up, 
you know, look at the other games, the Ravens and the Bucks. I uh, I do like the Ravens to win this game outright as well. For the yeah, we you you already skipped to the Ravens, or are you on the Bucks? Which game you're doing both of them right yeah, now? I like both of them. Yeah, well we hey, that's a Rosie. Little Rosie call early in the week. I like a little Tampa Ravens parlay money line right there. I think both of them are going to come out. I think the Saints are slow, and they have so many weapons. But Breeze is looking like Manning, and I don't think the Saints have that Denver defense. I think Tampa Bay is going to come in and get that W. The Ravens, they just need to win one, one faucet. And the other bigger issue is the Bills' defense in the fourth quarter, not only did they allow a comeback, but they allowed it to happen on the ground. And there's nobody better on the ground than the Baltimore Ravens, who their last three games of the regular season averaged 400 yards per game on the ground. I like the Ravens. I like Tampa Bay. Take a money lines, and then do add them to your teaser. When you take the Chiefs and you take the Packers and you tease them down, you get the benefit of having the Ravens plus eight and the Buccaneers plus nine. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a great point on the Ravens game. The fact that the Bills' defense absolutely could not tackle Jonathan Taylor. And you take a team that probably has the best rushing attack in the NFL. Um, As good as Josh Allen is, I I worry about this Bills' defense. And on on top of the fact that I think the Ravens' defense is probably a top-five unit in the NFL. So I know they're, they're small underdogs here, but I do like them to win straight up. And then... Looking at the Bucks Saints game, Roz, I mean the Saints kicked the crap out of the Bucks the last time they played, thirty-eight to three. I've just got a different feeling about this game, um, and it mainly revolves around Drew Brees and that offense. I just I don't see them having a lot of success against this Tampa Bay team, and I know that you know Taylor Heineke kept Washington in the game, but I, I just have a different feeling about this weekend and the Bucks. I think they come out. I think they do put up some points against a really good Saints unit, and I think that's gonna, I think it's gonna force Drew Brees to make some plays down the field, which I don't, you know, I, I don't think he's really up for it anymore. But I, I've been wrong, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I do like the Bucks. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much our picks. I mean, it's clear and obvious that this is Aaron Rodgers' Super Bowl season. He's going for the Packers' fifth Super Bowl title. It starts on Saturday, January sixteenth. The great birthday of the great host, Roz, turning 26 years young on Saturday. He's going to get that, uh, he's going to get a nice, nice W from his team. His, uh, he is part owner of the team, so it is a big day that he's invested in. Um, he hopes to have some banana cake. He hopes his family comes through on that front. Add the last bit of the LBs to my year 25. Come back looking sharper than ever as I hit 27. So this is going to be a year of fitness, shape. Love, growth. That's what I'm excited. And Packers Super Bowl. That's what I, that's what I got in store. Wits. This is Rosie Preacher. Rosie Preacher. Coming at you, age 26. Coming I know. Up soon. I'm coming up, coming in hot. Coming in old. Yeah. So we got a you know last few weekends of football here. So I hope everybody enjoys. And also, just as a last note, um, Alabama, congratulations, 2020 national champions. Uh, they kicked the crap out of Ohio State. A lot of great individual yes, efforts they did. in that game. I think there was somebody who was correct about that game. I think there was. I think there was. But we'll uh, we'll have to break it all down wow. for you. Wow. And th- thank Garrett Wilson while we're at it, too. Big play. Next <laughs> next touchdown. Next touchdown. Profit boost. Nice $200 hit right there. Um, you're right. We'll break it down in the future. Alabama might be the best dynasty in our lifetime, and that's 
with the Patriots involved, but that's a conversation for a different day. I'm sure we've already done that battle before, but Belichick and Saban just keep adding. Um, this has been the opening line. Which you got any closing thoughts? You want to wish somebody a happy birthday, a congratulation on the Alabama pick, and a Packers <laughs> successful Saturday? I, I think you said it all for yourself, my man. So we'll uh, we'll catch everybody <laughs> later. Enjoy the football this weekend, and we'll be back uh, next week. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e 
AV on YouTube.